0: You co-founded a startup called The Orchard. Tell us about the journey to The Orchard and at The Orchard. <laughs> uh, wow. It's a super long story, so I'll tell part of it. And if anyone's listening, just skip forward if you, if you don't like it. But, uh, but back in the, in the mid-90s, I had this record company with a business partner of mine, Richard Goderer. Richard Goddard, super famous uh, guy in the music business. He was a, started as a songwriter in the sixties, wrote big hit songs like, I want candy, um, which, which I don't know, Lucy, do you know that song? I want candy. Yeah, cool. I want candy. Dun, dun. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Okay. He wrote that. He produced a bunch of artists like, uh, I don't know. Do you know like Blondie? Everybody knows Blondie. Okay. And, 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 and he started a record company called Sire Records with Seymour Stein. So Sire Records would have been like in the 70s, they had artists like the Ramones and the Pretenders and the Talking Heads. Do you know these? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then Madonna. Yes. Lady kind Madonna. of no Madonna. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. we've heard of Madonna. So, so, so in the mid 90s, I, w- I was in the music business. I was just kind of a hustler in the music business as an artist manager. And Richard comes to me. and We, we had become very fast friends. And he decided that we should open a record label together. And because of his background, I was I was super excited because, you know, you don't often get to work with a a legend and he was gonna be my mentor and teach me how to run a record company because if I'm being honest, I had no clue how to run a record company, like no clue how to run a record company. Um, So we started the record company. Within a few months, it became abundantly clear that we were possibly the worst record company on the planet because what Richard had failed to tell me was that although he founded Sire Records, he never ran Sire Records. He had no idea how to run a record company. And I think he was counting on me that somehow he thought I knew what I was doing um, and neither of us knew what the hell we were doing. <laughs> and I had put all my money into this venture. Thanks Richard. I put all my money into this venture and lost it all. I mean, I was completely bankrupt. That was it. Wow. Um, And then as kind of a last ditch desperation, um, I thought, all right, let's use some new technology um, because it's free. And what what I was talking about at the time was AOL, America Online. Mm -hmm. So we had a bunch of computers in the office. I think we had six or seven computers, maybe as many as 10. And then we hired a bunch of unpaid college interns, university interns from NYU that wanted to be in the music business. I told them the story of Richard Goddard. They're like, wow, I'd love to work at this amazing record company. And we didn't tell them it was, it was a, a failure. And then we brought them into the office. We connected them to the World Wide Web via AOL. This is 1995. You know, if you think about what the web was in 1995, I mean, it was essentially text there was no video, there wasn't even music playing. And if you wanted to see a photograph, I mean, as you were waiting for 15 minutes for the photograph to render, you know, it was like tick, 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 you know, after a couple of minutes, you start to see about where the eyebrows are as the the picture's coming into focus and go, oh, it's just some old bald guy, you know? it was a very different experience, but what it allowed us to do was to have these interns go into these message boards where people were talking about music. And what we would have them, them do was to, if they were talking about music in a genre of music that we had an artist on our record company, they could click on that username and then it would, we could send them an email you know and this again it's 1995 and we'd say hey if you like this band you should check out this band on our record company and in 1995 what was extraordinary was that we got essentially 100% response rate 100% every time we sent an email we got a response that usually started with thank you because in 1995 that was often the first time they ever received an email. They never got an email before. And, and, and now not only are they getting an email, you know, you've got mail. Um, very smart. It was a relevant, targeted marketing message. It was about the very thing they loved. And it was, it was almost like magic to them. And what was like magic to us was they started sending us $10 checks in the mail so we could send them a CD because we couldn't get our records into stores or radio. We've got no no press or promotion. So we were only marketing online and it started to show us, wait a minute, this uh, World Wide web thing might be something we could look at. Based on that in 1997, Richard and I started a company called The Orchard because we were on Orchard Street on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And it was the first digital distributor of music. Wow. Um, We we envisioned a world where people would be going online to, you know, air quotes stores to get music. Um, And so we started. And what happened? Um, It was quite early, though, because we, you know, we didn't we didn't think it through completely. I mean, in our in our excitement and enthusiasm opening up the orchard. Um, we forgot a few basic things. Like one, we started a a distribution company with absolutely no content. So it's hard to distribute something you don't actually have. So we had no rights and people didn't know what digital rights were. Um, But even a more fundamental problem was there were no such thing as digital music stores. I mean, iTunes wasn't until March, 2003. Um, Napster, which was illegal, wasn't even until 1999. So what were the most challenging experiences and the impact Um, on you? So it was a a painful learning experience to get into the digital music space early as the first digital distributor, because when I thought I was completely broke and lost all my money in uh, the record company, what i learned was that there's depths to poverty um that uh losing all my money was just the beginning going deep into debt was the 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 next level um at one point in my darkest period i was three million dollars in debt three million dollars And to be clear, this wasn't, I raised 3 million because I had a great business plan and we had investors. It was like, no, this was personal. I owed people money. I'd lost my house, my car, all my possessions. And uh, I was essentially homeless. Uh, I was living in the office. Wow. And, uh, you know, here we are by, by this point, it's already, you know, year 2000 and, and we are, you know, people are aware of us. We're getting billboard articles written about us. And we have everybody coming after us. We, we owed everybody money, the landlord, the, you know, the electric company. We owe the IRS. And when I say we owe the IRS, they, they kind of look at it differently. They don't think we owe them money. They, they, they use different terminology like tax evasion and tax fraud, um, <laughs> where they throw people in prison for, you know, a, 10 or 20 years. So, so um, it was quite a a struggle uh, to be too early. But in the end, it it, it all paid off. Sorry. In the end, you know, it was a happy story. And and we grew to, to be a quite a large company. It's a teeny tiny bit more than just that. You were successful enough to be acquired by a mega music brand. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at some point later in the 2000s, Richard and I started selling a little bits of it to to both put some money in our pocket and get some growth capital, which was the most important thing. And then ultimately it was sold to Sony Music. Um, And when I left the company in the beginning of 2019, it was already generating like a billion dollars in revenue. Wow, that's an amazing story. Maybe people skip through all this and fast forward it to whatever we're about to talk about, but that's the long version. I hope they (laughs) don't. Because it's about innovation. Exactly. I'd say this is an inspirational rags to riches story. The Orchard, the very first digital store, continues to grow and be an amazing company. Hats off to you, Scott, and your co-founder. I need to get the two of you on stage at a future leadership panel. Dear listeners, watch this space. Real stories curated with love for you.